Hi, welcome back to the Handbag Diaries. It's your girl, Christina. Thank you for joining me on today's podcast. I hope you're all well. Today, I will be talking about starting up a fashion brand. In particular, I'll be talking about my personal experience of starting up my own accessories brand. I share a little bit about how I started my brand on episode one of this podcast. So feel free to check back to episode one. Also, I want to thank Sharma for sending me in these questions. And even though I'm not all the way there yet, I'm three years into starting my brand, I can just share from my experience and what I've learned along the way. So I hope that this is helpful to everybody that is listening. So I'm going to dive right in. So the question that Sharma has asked me is, so what made you want to start designing handbags? And when you finally decided that this is what you wanted to do, what was your first step? So my journey to designing bags started probably before I went to university. I, at the time I got a job with Liberty, which is a department store in London. And I worked in the contemporary department. And one day um, a lady came from one of the brands that we stocked handbag brands that we stocked and um, she gave us a presentation on the collection that really inspired me because I was like wow this is actually somebody's job to go around and just explaining all these things and I was like wow I want I want to have her job or I, I was just intrigued about what she was doing so right after the presentation I went up to her and asked if I could get her contact details and ask and later on I asked for an internship or some kind of experience that I could have and then she, she got back to me a couple of days later with uh, tickets to London Fashion Week. She said that I could come along and basically shadow the designer and her on the, on the day. So that was really exciting. That was my first, first time going to London Fashion Week. So that was really exciting for me and to be able to go there. So I turned up and I entered this big hall full of designers, accessory designers, and everybody had their own stalls and counters. And literally, I was just standing there, but I was observing, looking around, just basically taking everything in that was going around around me. And so I really enjoyed, I really enjoyed the day. I spoke to other designers on other stalls, and I just really got just an understanding of how, how it all works. So that was like my real first taste. I also got to go to some fashion shows and that was my first time attending fashion shows. So that was really fun experience for me. So I will never forget that. And then probably a couple of months after that or yeah, a couple of months after that, I went to uni and then I started my my degree and I was working part time at a retail store. And I, I think from those days of standing there being bored I started to dream up the idea of one day having my own brand or having my name on a product such as a handbag or a purse or accessory so that's kind of how it all started. I would also say that whilst I was at uni I tested my idea because I, w- I wasn't sure whether I was going to start a brand or sell handbags that people have already made so what I did was to buy a bunch of wholesale handbags they were not very costly at all and tried to sell them to friends at uni. I opened up a Facebook page and tried to get people to buy. It wasn't that successful, but I just learned that I think I needed more than just the selling of it. I wanted to actually know how to design it. So that kind of spurred me on to 
trying to find out how I was how was I going to go about designing handbags. So after uni, I kind of dropped the idea for a bit. I didn't think about it anymore. I got into work. I worked different jobs, retail. And then I finally got a, like my graduate job working in HR. And that's what I studied. So I worked in human resources. And then it wasn't until I was working there that I realised that I wanted to pick up the idea again. So I explored doing a couple of courses just to kind of see if that was meant for me. It wasn't until I completed the course in handbag design, I did an intensive course, that I realised that this was meant for me and this is what I wanted to continue to do. So my first step after doing the course was to kind of draw, sketch more. I wasn't a good drawer so I was just practising what designs that I could possibly bring out if I was to bring out anything. I practiced my sketching a lot. I also watched a lot of YouTube videos, tutorials online. That's why YouTube is really good learning tool because there's so much you can learn on YouTube if you just basically search it and just find the video relating to what you want to do. So I literally watched a lot of YouTube videos. I installed Illustrator. I taught myself how to use that through YouTube as well as Photoshop. And I literally just threw myself at trying to get to design handbags and learning all about it. Another question that was asked was that you said you did a lot of research before doing a bag design course. What were the main things you would recommend a beginner to research whilst waiting to, to start the design course? Also, is the design course necessary? Did you, benefit, did you benefit from it? And where would you recommend in particular? Okay, so if you want to enter the fashion industry, and you're thinking about doing a course to further your knowledge, I would say, I would recommend learning all about the business side. So what I did was to research the market. I literally went to the business, um, the British Library, sorry. I went to the British Library and I used all their resources. I researched the market that was entering, the competitors, how much is made in the market, how many sales. Um, I was looking up different brands looking at the competitors that I would have, the price points, what price I wanted to price my goods at or potentially compete with. Basically everything to do with the industry in terms of trends, handbag trends, and learning about materials. So all the, all the, all the ins and outs. So I would recommend like learning everything you need to know, you know how, the, how the sales period works, how the wholesale period works, you know, what to do with buyers, all of that stuff. I would say that the fashion industry is 50% business and 50% creativity and design. So in order, I feel like people that do succeed in the industry have a, basically a good mix of both skills. So if a, I, would, I would recommend if a person is not that business savvy that they should team up with somebody that is. And if a person is not that creative or good at design, they should team up with somebody that is. I think that a design course is necessary I think it is necessary for a number of reasons, particularly because you meet a lot of other people that are on the same journey as you. And you also get to kind of test out all your ideas. You have a place where you can freely express all your ideas and you can trial things, you can explore different things. And, you know, you're under the guidance of a lecturer or mentor. So I do think it is necessary to do a design course if you want to get into the fashion industry, but also learn about the business as well. My course was a short course with the London College of Fashion and it was a, an intensive short course, but there are, I would recommend doing one there. 
um, or you could search for a degree or undergraduate course that you could do if you want to learn more, if you want to kind of have those three years in. For short courses, um, I would say expect to pay anywhere between £400 and maybe £800. So it just depends on what it is. Mine was in bag making. So I learned about all the aspects of bag making from like the history of bags to how to pattern carts to how to competitive shop. So it just depends on what you want to learn. If you're going for a graduate course, obviously it's going to be much more. I think the fees are about 6000 or 9000 a year now. I'm not really sure. So you have to check that out. So there's a good good universities to look at. If you go to Business or Fashion, they have a, a list of top fashion design schools that you could attend. Okay, so I'm going to read another question. With no financial backing or no experience, how did you manage and how much should someone just starting out expect to spend on getting a design and sample made from manufacturers in the UK or abroad? I would say from my experience, it's very hard to get into the fashion industry and you need a lot of capital and money. It is better for you to work a full time job and then use the, your income to develop samples and develop your ideas and explore your ideas. I think that's the kind of sensible way to go about it. It is quite hard because you are basically essentially making products that you are not sure is going to sell or who it's going to sell to. So it's very risky and that involves a lot of capital upfront. For me personally, I don't have that much experience working with other designer brands in terms of designing. Um, so that could be that could be a hindrance or it could be a blessing. I'm not sure yet. I'm still trying to work it out myself. <laughs> but I would say that um, I think it is important. I've spoken to a lot of people in the industry that are have been in the industry for a long time. And it's one of those... In the, the industry is one of those clubs that people respect, people that have been in the, in the game for a long time and they've paid their dues. And I feel like, and I feel like it will be in your favour to basically already have already be in the industry in some shape or form, working in the fashion industry, working for another brand in some shape or form so that if you do want to set up your own company, you can do that and would have made a lot of contacts and had people to support you and back you once you decide to go alone. I don't have that, so I'm literally starting from scratch. In terms of how much you should expect to spend on getting samples made... It is quite expensive. If you're working with leather, then it's obviously quite costly. But if you're working with other fabrics, it might work out cheaper. I would say about £3,000. And that is like literally on the minimum side-ish to at least get some samples made and have a like a small collection of maybe four to five bags, possibly. That probably will include, obviously, your materials, your fittings, and your fee that you will pay to the manufacturer as well as tax and shipping if you are producing your samples in Europe or abroad or if you're in the UK. I would say to make a sample in the UK, just a one bag sample will probably cost around 500 to about £1,000. That may include materials or may not. Also expect to pay between £25 and £30 per hour. That will include the price of making the bag if they have not given you a set price. Okay, in terms of manufacturers, I did look at a few in the UK, but none of them were right. So I looked probably 
for about three different companies and none of them really were right. So I ended up going abroad to Europe and where I am now. Places like Italy, Spain, Portugal have a very good leather industry. In terms of finding the right manufacturer, you have to think about whether they have time for you, the price of how much they would charge for the sampling, can you afford it? And just also just the communication. Are they very good at communicating? Do they get back to your emails? Are they organised? Also look at their past clients, who they've worked with, the quality of their work. And by visiting, you'll get a good sense of if they're the right person for you, basically. Okay, so I have a couple more questions to read out. She also asks, did you start off with plenty of designs and ideas or did you just start with one design that you developed further? And once you received your first sample and first design, what was the next step for you? Okay, so initially I had so many designs and ideas I sketched on my sketch um, pad. So I literally had to whittle it down to an, a shape that I really liked the most and that resonated with me the most and then from there built built the collection in terms of having the similar similar um, features so with my handbags I have a lock a kind of distinguishable lock so I made sure that all of my other parts of my collection had the same lock and had the same curve and had the similar dimensions in terms of shape, but they were just different style handbags. My process to actually getting my sample made was to actually go and visit the factory. So I literally uh, booked a flight to Spain. I met up with the the factory um, workers, the workshop. We literally sat down with all my ideas. We went through it. We made a, a mock prototypes, made about two, maybe three mock prototypes and then uh, when I went away finally back to London um, I sent them through some final changes and in information I sent them all my materials and then maybe a couple of weeks later I received my first sample. Everybody's journey is unique so some people may not have done it that way but that's the way I did it initially um, but now with new samples I probably won't need to go as much and I will just communicate more via email. So once I received my first samples with my first collection, obviously I was really excited it being my first time designing and receiving my samples. So I was very excited. So obviously I opened it up and looked at the quality of the work and I looked at you know, if everything that I said I put down in writing, if they actually executed it properly. I mean, with, when you get your first samples, the best thing to do is test it out, ask your friends, ask people in the industry what they think, basically just to generate opinions about what they think about your designs, and then work on improving them. Because it's possible that you may not get it right on the first sample. It just depends on, obviously, your experience. The more experienced you are as a designer, the better you are at designing and basically specifying exactly how you want the design to be. And also the same with the factory. The more experienced they are in designing handbags or making handbags, the better they are to able to basically interpretate things that may that may not go as as planned so they're able to like see your design and say okay this is great but we can make it like this and this will make it even better so it's basically best of both worlds you need to have a great factory behind you and also as a designer you need to push yourself to actually know what you're doing and talking about otherwise you can make really costly mistakes so when I got my first sample mine wasn't perfect first time so I had to look basically review everything that I'm doing and basically 
you know, put off, put forward improvements to be made. And, you know, because obviously it's very important to test your first samples, especially of all samples you get, because, you you know, imagine this is going to customers and this is your brand and you don't want your first early customers to be like, oh, this is not good quality or this is not what I expected. You want them to actually love, you know, be the people that love your brand and cherish your brand and cherish your product. So you want to make sure you iron out all like silly quality issues and things that could be easily solved in the early days in the very beginning okay and then final question um she asked was what inspires your brand and what advice do you have for someone starting off just like you with no drawing skills no financial backing who has a vision like you had and wants to bring it to life okay thank you so much Sharma. this is a good good question in terms of what inspires my brand i really love color nature i love vintage so my bag collection currently is inspired by vintage designs and just vintage, the vintage era. I also like ladylike dressing from the vintage era. And on my Pinterest board, I pin a lot of uh, images of women of how they dress in the 60s and 70s. I also just love the freedom to create and just to bring to life anything that comes into my imagination. I just like having that freedom. Um, I'm also inspired by women and just nature and architecture and traveling so anything really that comes to my mind for the final question in terms of advice that I would give I mean I really don't have much advice because I don't know I feel like everybody gives advice and tips and stuff like that the only thing that you can do is just put the work in and just have what find out what the source of motivation is to start your brand what is it that it will do or give to you and focus on that as a driving force so when there's going to be a lot of difficult times ups and downs and in terms of in terms of having no drawing skills I wouldn't look at things in terms of having limitations I will just try to improve on things that I don't have so in terms of having limited drawing skills or the way I overcome that was by drawing more practicing more you know asking questions learning on YouTube in terms of no financial backing well you can I don't know, do GoFundMe, you can do a campaign, you can get out of business loan. So there's always ways around kind of setbacks and things that you may perceive as um, stumbling blocks to not even make you even want to start in the first place. So I wouldn't really, if you're looking at those stumbling blocks early, you're not going to concentrate on the end goal. So I would say ignore those stumbling blocks, try to overcome them and just keep going. In terms of bringing your vision to life, I would say it's all about discipline and basically doing the work, just getting the work done, get it done, just get it done. That's all, that's all it is really, putting your head down and just getting it done. So no excuses, no victim blaming, no why why this is happening to me, no complaining, just get on with it. Basically, that's my advice. <laughs> Harsh but fair, that's my advice. So we've come to the end of this podcast. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you for the questions. If you have any questions for me in particular, you can email me at hello at handbagdiaries.com or you can follow us on Twitter at handbagdiaries or my Instagram, Christina Banjo. So thank you and I hope you have a good week. Next week we'll be talking about Paris, um, Paris Fashion Week. So join us next week for our latest edition of this podcast.